What's up? How are you guys doing? Now you're probably wondering why am I looking like this? Why am I dressed like this? I, this is a pod today that is for the people that I spend my weekends with. People come up to me and say, hey man, I love how real you are. I love how honest you are. And I think that's going to be my brand. And I'm going to keep doing it. People like it. So I thought I can just try to be as honest and real as I can. And I want to show you in my life what it's like. So this is what it's like. I just woke up. Had an absolutely insane weekend at Monster Mania, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And uh, it's about almost noon here on Monday morning. And this is what happens to me. This happens after I do a comedy weekend, too. I'm completely dead. I'm drained. I'm wiped out. Now, this is not hard work by any means. It's not um, painful work by any means. It's not even work. It's a joyful exercise in psychological and emotional exchanges. But I want to share it with you the way I am right now in this moment because people have a, a better understanding or an understanding. Basically, this weekend went off without a hitch, but most of the weekend is I realized is that I didn't do anything when I got up. I came right to this microphone because I didn't want to be, um, I didn't want to be, uh, what's the word, watered down. See how my voice is deeper? This is really who, how I talk. Society makes my voice go higher throughout the day. Oh, my God, I'm just so tired. And here's the situation. It's because... I'm so fortunate, and I am. I really want to take you through the fame game. I'm so fortunate that I'm successful in my line of work. Do I work hard? Yes. Did I work very hard? Yes. I I work, and I worked extremely hard. Extremely hard. I had absolute dream to do what I do. I had an unwavering belief in myself. I still do. The only thing that sidetracks me but is changing is just the corruption of the system i have the ability i have the work ethic i have the mental makeup it's the fucked up people in the way that have that mess your journey up sometimes and you have to like oh just doing all this traffic avoiding traffic jams you know it's a lot so i get to go out and reap the benefits of my career by going to conventions and also doing stand-up, but this weekend I'm going to focus on convention. But um, And basically that entails people. It's not just people that, like, if I go to Trader Joe's and uh, someone says, hey, man, you look familiar. Or, hey, man, Jamie Kennedy, right? Yeah. It's just a glance. It's just a thing. And that's so cool, you know. That's why I did it. I wanted to be different, right? I wanted to be noticed. One of the reasons. But when we go to conventions... We are in hyperspace. When we go to conventions, we go with people, and you guys who watch it go to conventions, who are 100% horror fanatics. They're movie fanatics. They are superhero fanatics. They love movies. They love the culture. You love it, people. I'm talking to both. People who don't know it and people who do know it. And they are supercharged. So if I see someone at Trader Joe's, they are casually, if they recognize me, the encounter could go multiple ways. They could just 
not say anything or they could say something and just be like, hey, man, something positive. Or they could just say something where they're confused or they could, or they could say something that could be weird, rude by accident. Rarely on purpose are people rude to your face. But I just was existing in a co-space with them and they're getting their mangoes and I'm getting my mangoes. When you go to a horror convention or any place where people consume and absorb and basically you're going to the church of what you do and you're one of the high priests, that's what we are. We are now high priests when we go to conventions and all of our, I don't want to say followers because that's like, you know, power dynamic. It's more like our congregation. People are there to listen to our message. And we're spreading the gospel of movies, of horror, of genre, of lore. And it's absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Scream has only gotten bigger. I have to thank Kevin Williamson for coming up with something so unique, so original. I really wish I, he would come on my pod. Because we would really, I would really like to ask him a lot of questions. I don't know if he'd do it. Probably have to have my pod as he get more popular. But this, this script is just like a divine intervention from God. It's like such a unique property. And that's just spawned a complete universe. Now, 26 years later, and I have to thank Wes for just, you know, directing it and doing so much more to it, discovering and putting this whole family together. And now I have to thank all my co-stars. And then I have to thank all of the, all you guys. I'm going to be babbling a little bit. But I want to show you to people who go... This is how I am after a convention. I'm dead. And I didn't even party. I haven't drank. I don't smoke no weed. I don't pop no zannies. This is pure, utter exhaustion in a good way. This is a good thing. But I, I've come to the conclusion why I get like this. And it's because I we have so many interactions with so many different people. And they're all different. And it's about energy. I believe... I hate to say this, but I, I mean, because it sounds cheesy, but I believe that the term empath is real. People say that they're empaths. And I'm now convinced that I am an empath because I can see what you're feeling and then I take it on. It's kind of like Tom Hanks in the Green Mile. I really believe this. I believe it's like a physical trait. And then I can feel it, try to work with it, and then I have to release it. And I think that, when I do that, that's why I get so tired is because I have so many interactions with people and I'm, they're awesome. But they have to navigate a system and a societal structure, which is there's a lot of nooks and crannies. Do you understand? So, I mean, when, when we go to these conventions now, we're, we're low-key, you know, rock stars. It's incredible and it's awesome. We are going to basically a place where people love us and lift us up. So I literally just came out of bed to start potting because I wanted you to see how I feel and how we can talk about the experience together. This is for really for people who go to conventions and stand-up comedy shows. I have so many interactions with people. And I want... The difference is what I'm saying is all this stuff is... Not only... If you're walking down the street... And some and people start recognizing you and stuff. You know, you want to be cordial. You want to be nice and try to give them what they want. And then, you know, you got to go about your day. But if you're going to a show of yours or a convention or, or wherever, 
have to be, and I want to be. I want to be the most best version of myself for you. A, because I want to meet your expectations. I don't want to let you down because I hate it when heroes disappoint people. I'm not saying I'm a hero, but when you meet somebody that you really like and then they're not who you thought they were. That, that, I, those stories are terrible. And I'm sure people have met me and have been disappointed. I think for the most part I deliver, but there are people that just, we have weird interactions. It happens. I had a weird interaction the other day with someone else, a couple. But the thing is, is that if people aren't an open book, I have no, I don't really have any time for them. And that's, I only have to hang around with other open books. And I'm not an obsessive person. I became, I only get obsessive when the stakes are so psycho. Do you know what I'm saying? So you guys come to the show and you're spending a lot of money, hard earned money in a crazy time. People work at Walmart, Cracker Barrel, and candle shops, and all these different places, man. The backbone, the very fabric of our society that keeps us together, our ability to get a coffee in the morning, Postmates, and ability to get an omelet, you know, a a waitress, the ability to buy clothes, someone that works in Nordstrom's. Like, I meet all types of people, you know, social workers, teachers, firefighters, weed dealers. Reformed criminals, current criminals, prostitutes, all types, accountants. Like, everybody comes to conventions. And it's awesome. And I want to give you the best experience I can. Because this is why I do what I do. And you have planned your whole weekend. And you're spending a lot of your hard-earned money. And a high percentage of it. I know a woman this weekend... Man, she's the fucking most, one of the greatest artists I've ever met. And she made me a whole book. I could cry right now. I mean, she spent so much money to meet all of us. I was like, this is, you're a VIP, man. You're a gold member forever. Like, shouldn't have to spend that much. Like, she's a sweetheart. So talented. And um, she needs to become her own artist because she's so talented. But this is this is what it is, you know? It's like the community, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a hand. Wait. You put collagen in it? Yeah. It's what you want to get so successful. Just a hand gives you coffee. Mmm. Oh, fuck yeah. You stirred this shit up, right? You stirred the coffee up. Uh, 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 uh. I stirred the coffee up. Uh, 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 uh. So basically, this is like an ASMR video. I hate that shit. Fucking people eating a fucking crab leg. Political Jamie, that's another pod. Convention Jamie, that's another pod. So I want you to have the best experience, you know? And I basically, you know, I got, I take, because of this, like I said, this empathetic thing, I take on your energy. And a lot of you guys are empathetic, you know? I consider myself an empathetic narcissist. Now, narcissist has a bad connotation. But I don't think they're as bad, and I think people confuse them with sociopaths. Sociopaths have no feelings. And then there's psychopaths. I think psychopaths actively have zero feelings. Um, I didn't say bye to Henry. See, now I'm thinking about this guy, Henry, who spends a lot of money. He's a super fucking cinephile dude. But he usually says bye to me. I didn't see him. Henry, if you see this, what's up, dude? See, that's what my brain does. I want to make sure every interaction I have is has a beginning, a middle, and it's buttoned up at the end. And the reason why I get so tired 
in life, and especially after conventions and comedy shows, is unfinished business. That's what my life is. Unfinished business. Exchanges ended up being weird, or I'm unsure, or are people okay, or... And that goes deep into the people-pleasing, which at this point, you should be a people-pleaser. You should make sure people feel good. But you have to also, at some point, have a boundary of, okay, well, I did my best. So, empathetic narcissism is someone... A narcissist, I think, is somebody who's like, they're all about themselves, which I, I am. I'm a self-involved life person. Like, I do everything about my life. There's reasons I don't have kids. Doesn't say I won't, but I feel like I have... 50 lifetimes of stuff to complete. So I'm I'm in a, I'm in a lake of Jamie. Like I come up here, I don't have anything planned. I start talking, I have an idea, and I can talk for hours. Pretty cognitive, and I'm I keep it together and it's cohesive. I've been doing that my whole life, but people are like, "Yo, that's not easy to do." I guess it's not. I don't know. I just can look at things all day. Things affect me, then they go into my system, and then I put them out to you, some like some type of deducing machine or computer machine. I could just sit and talk all day and break every situation down. All day. I would never get bored. All day. My problems were is I'm highly emotional because a lot of people are in denial. There's a lot of people don't have what we call the third eye. And in psychology, I forget what it's called, but it's called the golden triangle. Right? It's basically this. How you see yourself, how other people see you, and how you really are. And it's a great psychology for life. So how you see yourself, like I was told this weekend, oh man, I'm not going to go into it, but I'll never name names, but I was told an interesting story about a great actor and how his image is one way. This person's image is one way. And that's how people see him is one way. How he is, is completely different. And how he sees himself, I don't know. That happens a lot. I was actually surprised though that the person was, that different than what their image was. And um, so that's a very common thing. So empathetic narcissism is someone who loves the attention, probably. Uh, I'm just making this up as I go. Enjoys it, but also wants you to have a good time too. That's what. That's how I am. That's why people love me, but that's also why I got taken advantage of a lot. Because if I'm going to eat sushi, I'm going to go to Nobu because I love Nobu and I'm going to fucking spend 200 bucks on sushi. But guess what? I'll get lonely. I don't want to sit and eat sushi by myself. I can. I don't want to sit with someone I don't know. I want to sit with someone cool. So if I like you, guess what? You're eating sushi. And I know you don't have the money. So I'm going to pay for it. So now I'm spending 400 bucks on sushi. The narcissism is, is that you don't have a say. I'm going to eat sushi. If you want sushi, you're going to eat what I want. You can order what you want, as long within reason. But if we're going to share, I'm going to eat what the fuck I want. And you probably don't know what to order, so I'll order most of it. The empathetic part is, I'm going to pay for it. I'm not going to expect you to pay, you know, unless you're doing really good in life and you wanted to go. But for the most part, I want to dictate what I want, and I just want a friend. So I'm going to bring you. Where I get taken advantage of is I get charmed by people, and I end up buying them a lot of sushi. And eventually, they somehow get my credit card number and start buying sushi on their own. That's a whole other story. And all they had to do was just play the game. Like, yo, you're hanging out with this dude. He's got the means. Fucking just play ball. So when I have these interactions with people, I want to make sure that you guys feel good. And that's why I'm so tired because 
man, I mean, I had this, this girl, she was so sweet, my God. At least three or four of them yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. She was so sweet and so innocent, and she just couldn't stop crying. And I, I, still, I started crying. I don't usually do that. I started crying. I started crying. Like, I, was, I could cry right now. Like She was so, just such a, such a beautiful soul, and just like, oh, she was like, I just love this movie and I just think you're wonderful and her parents were it was just a big deal to meet us and um she's gonna take this autograph she's gonna frame the poster and you know that's like a young artist in training and so you have to really be very very gentle and you have to make sure that you know you do not do anything harmful to their spirit so I always want to make the most wonderful interaction you know it's only a minute however long it takes to, you know, sign a picture and, and, and then take a photo. And, and I want to make sure. I mean, people wait hours. People wait two hours. It's crazy. And then I got to give them time. It's not fair. I only give you a minute. But there's more people. It's so generous of people. And so I, 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 I just, you know, I had a few of these, these, um, these young people that were, you know, just so emotionally invested. And I just want to make sure that they feel good. And, and I believe they did. I mean, you know, but it hurts me when they're they're so... It's like such a big moment for them. It's beautiful, and I'm so respectful of it, and I love it. But I'm like, man, it makes me sad that they get, you know, it's overwhelming for them. And then I get overwhelmed. And then you got people coming up with Asperger's, and I know I probably got Asperger's. And like, hey, Jamie. All right, well, you're on scream too. What you? Yeah, my mom said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get those, too. I mean, I have that. But there's, like, low-key Raymonds from Rain Man in there. They're fine. They're sweet. But then I'm like, oh my god, did I, you know, did I say something here? Is this guy like I? I never have enough time. Like, okay, are we good? And there's some people don't even say anything. They just look at you and then just like, okay, is that auto? And I'll sign and I go, are you good? And they go, and I'm like, okay, do you want? Do you have a picture? And they go, okay, okay, you want me to take the picture? And they go, and they don't say anything. And I want like, are you okay? Like, I feel bad, you know. And there's other people that are like. Chill, and they're just like, hey, how are you? I just want to tell you I'm a big fan. Goof around with them. And then there's some people that I try to pick the right people to have an egg on because I it's been so amazing. Like, this weekend was a top three weekend. It might have been my top weekend. I don't know. Low key. Like, Monster Mania, New Jersey was so insane, but like, so chill. It was crazy. Like, I couldn't move in Horror Hound, Cincinnati, and it was incredible. Frightmare. It's his own animal over there in Texas. Maserania, man, we were in these rooms, and it was, it was just a steady stream, but no craziness. It was wild. The people had a very, very good energy. Like, there was no outburst or anything insane or too many people or drunks or even all the volunteers were chill. They were like, thank you for coming. They take a, like, everyone kind of knew the drill. It was wild. But we worked so long that we worked until... I think we signed. I did sign. I signed. The regular show ended at 10, and I signed until about 12.20. And the hotel, awesome for letting us do it. And the fucking convention. I love it when conventions just let us keep going. I love it. No caps. I love it. I'll never cap my line. If everyone shows up and they wait, I want to give you an autograph. Unless I got to go somewhere. To a fuck, even unless it's like a funeral. But even then, I fucking fucked up before. Uh, I, 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 if you're coming, I'm gonna make sure to wait for you. 
But it was just like fire codes and stuff. But basically, we signed until like, I signed until like 12, 15, and I did a private signing. That's where someone gives you a bunch of pieces, and then you sign for them, and they're like brokers. And I did that until like 1, and then I went up to a room, and then there's suites all throughout the hotel where people have private signings. And then I did my next private signing, and I probably got done. I think I got done. I looked at my car. It was like 1.43, and that was a Friday. And then when I was done, Matt had to start his private signing, which was bigger. So wherever I went, Matt went at least another hour. So Matt probably was done at like 2.30. And that's on a Friday. That's so incredible. Like, wow. And we would. We'll stay up all night to make sure everybody is accommodating. Because we're very, 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 very fortunate, very grateful, very grateful. And then we got to get up there early at 10 a.m. because there's, you know, VIPs. I mean, this weekend was by far the steadiest, steadiest day. I basically started signing at 5 p.m. on a Friday. And I didn't end until well, about 6.08 on Sunday. Just sleep, one little meal at P.F. Chang's. Um, and that's it. No, no, you know, no breaks. I barely went to the bathroom. I didn't really have to go. It was pretty much like 70 hours of, and I'm not complaining. This is incredible. But, like, I picked the right people to have an egg on because I bring hard-boiled eggs. So if somebody I know, like, is really a fan and they don't want to be annoyed and they're like, oh, I want to hang out with you, then I'll sit and eat an egg and some blueberries and stuff and talk to them a little longer, you know, in my line. I think Matt's done an amazing job with his music. He brings the best music. He brings the best music. And I think I got to step up my game. I have thoughts to make the lines better for people. I think I'm going to get a coffee cart. That'd be cool. There's nobody doing what we're doing. We're definitely. Screamcast really brings it. We really need our own room. We do get our own room. It's a party. We want you to feel what we feel. So I think we, Matt's got the music. Maybe I'll bring the coffee. It's pretty awesome. Um, We should have a Scream Cruise. We should have a Scream Cruise. That's a good idea, isn't it? There's a promoter out there that's going to put that together. And let's do it. Let me finish my talk. So... Anyway, I have all these different interactions with the people and, and then other people, you know, other actors there. Uh, I always know, like, oh, God, that I have, like, a weird moment. And then, like, and then, like, fans and then, you know, uh, am I allowed to hug people? You know, it's like, they, they, if people try to hug me, then I'll hug them back, you know. But I don't, like, go out of my way to hug people. I'll hug everybody. But it's just a matter of, like, what's, what are people comfortable with? And then it's coronavirus and then it's monkeypox and then. It's 2022, and then, you know, I've had guys come up and be like, oh, yeah, my wife wants to hug you. Just, yeah, hug her. You know, all right. Can I take a picture of you hugging her? Okay, all right. I mean, I got all types of stuff happening. I got single mothers coming up, three kids, kind of like, yeah, my husband's a piece of shit. You know, and I know I'm in the picture, and it's like basically going to be like on the mantle, and it's like, you know, here comes Mr. Fix-It. I'm Jamie, you know, like maybe they're going to be like, Jamie's going to, you know, take over our family. I mean, I mean, it's like all types of scenarios. But... It's crazy. Like, I have to thank the directors of the new Scream. I hope people don't think I was too dramatic when I was talking about the drama. It's not my drama, but, you know, I stand by never 100,000%. 100, but I also love Scream, and I want them to keep making them. And I love the new cast, and I love the directors and everything. I love the new cast and the directors and the producers. And I was just thinking, who's ever holding those purses, you know, they got to pay her correctly, but... I'm telling you right now, man, Nev not being in the new Scream has basically just made her price go, Boo-wah! Boo-wah! you know that song? Boo-wah! 
Like fucking David. You could David had his own floor this weekend. It was so beautiful. We didn't even get to talk. Just a little bit. He had his own level. The Dewey level. Because Dewey's gone. Like, that's, like, you know, iconic. An icon. Gone. David had his own floor. Like, he was Bieber this weekend. It was incredible. Incredible. And that's because his, that shows you the power of him, how much people love him, power of Dewey. Our panel was nuts. It was insane. They always are, but it was just, there's not a seat. We could go for four hours. Um, fuck, I was supposed to see Veronica Cartwright. Fucking catch up with her. I'm going to have to get a hold of her. Legend. Also, a woman I wanted to talk to on the plane, Jeanette Goldstein, who was an alien in Titanic. And one of my first jobs in L.A., she was uh, in the play, and I was a busboy at the play. And I wanted to tell her, hey, man, I used to be a busboy, but amazing actress. See, this is what I'm saying. This is what happens. I'm trying to be as real with you as I can. Like, these thoughts come to my head. I'm trying to share them with you. Sounds a little like, but I want you to see how my brain works so then you feel for me. I'm not like an obsessive person. I just see and feel everything. So then if I care, which I do, the problem is I see and I feel everything. So if I don't do drugs and stuff and numb myself out, which I don't, then I got to deal with it. And then since I care, since I'm empathetic, I then take it on. So then I have to go through my emotional mathematics to make sure everyone's okay. Whatever that is, a psychologist can break it down. But most psychologists aren't going to be able to beat me. It's a competition. It's just insane. And I'm saying that when Nev dies and that then Nev didn't show up, so she's not dead, which is even better. Um, it's so, so she is, you, you, she is going to go through the roof. She was already through the roof, but she's going to go. People love what they can't have. So I have no idea what's going to happen, but I think that I think she'll come back at some point. That's my opinion. I don't know anything. But anyway, I just love Scream Universe, and I want everybody to know that I love everybody in it, you know, but I think everybody should get their real and their real value, and uh, I hope to start interviewing everybody from all different eras of Scream. That's what I want to do. I want you guys to reach out. I got to see Earl this weekend. Damn, Earl's my man. I haven't seen him forever. Kenny the cameraman, such a good actor. You ever see Black Mass? You ever see Deadwood? Man, fucking real deal. It was awesome. I just wanted to show you guys how I am after these things. This weekend, we're going to be in Shreveport at GeekCon. Look us up there. Uh, what was I going to say, though? What was I talking about? Different actors. Yeah, man. I think I should do these recaps. I want people to feel good. I was thinking that everyone has, like, Skeet and Matt kill it when they do photo op ops, you know? They do, like, the killers. All of these, like, they, they really get the housewives and the thoughts a lot of a lot of thoughts like are like oh kill me please kill me and a lot of housewives like low key want to be terrorized like they love Matt and Skeet together like the, the bad boy killers and their photo ops do good this weekend me and Matt did our own little photo op and it was pretty damn good I'm not gonna lie I was excited with it I thought I really want to do one with David because Matt and Skeet have the killers so why can't me Dewey and Randy be the dead guys. Gone but not forgotten. Gone but not forgotten. Is not not a great photo op. Justice for Randy. Justice for Randy. Gone. I gotta make that shirt. Somebody make that shirt. Send it to me. Gone but not forgotten. Justice for Randy. I'm waking up now. 
Oh man, I'm just it's it's incredible, man, to be able to do this and share time with you and I just want to show you what it's like. And I'm being a good guy. You know, like I'm not doing anything. I'm not partying. I'm not like hanging out. I'm not you know, I do feel bad though. Like I have these weird. Like, I'll give you an interaction. Like, here's a good story. Cause I get there's two interactions I had this weekend. Well, I had like ten, but I'm like, oh my god, did I say something weird there or whatever? And so somebody comes up to me. This lady comes up to me. I get tea, right? I go to sleep at night. I get tea. So here's what I do. I go eat. I was done. I was done. Like at, like I said, like a one thirty, one forty. Like I was done late, but I'm still amped up, right? Why you do? Somebody told me, <laughs> I'm trying to do the impression. I don't know if this, I don't know if I can believe this. My buddy did a movie years ago with Pacino. And he said they had this great conversation, but I don't know. So I don't know if I can leave this in. And I guess Pacino's clean. You know, I'm sure he's clean. But I guess, you know, in the 70s, everybody did coke. Like it was an express. That was no big deal. And he said something to my body, and I think it's totally true. He was like, if you're, he's like, you're on the set and you do 14 hours of intense acting. You come home, you're all fired up. You're still fired up. What do you do? You do coke. You do the bump. I don't know if I'm doing them right. Ha! What do you do? Ha! Ah. And he basically told my buddy that if you're fired up after a scene, you come home, you're all amped up. What do you do? You might do a bump. You're still getting that fucking. Brrr. So I'm sure that's what he did whenever in the 70s or whatever. I know he doesn't. I don't know anything about him. He doesn't do it now. I'm not saying that. What do you do? You do a bump. That makes, that's how we feel after these conventions. Even though we're tired, we're still like. Brrr. Because energy goes, right? Like they say couples who are together long enough, they start looking like each other. And like I said, there's something called cell jumping where if you hang out with somebody, you can get their energy. So if somebody's a Debbie Downer, then you put their Debbie Downer on you. This is all real. So I'm getting all the energy at the convention and you're getting a little bit of Jamie. You're getting some of Jamie. I'm getting some of you. So I go and there's like an interaction. of Here's like an example. Like, uh, uh, and I believe this shit. Like, so there's all different people at these cons and I don't even know sometimes who's there, right? And so... We had a lot of love, and then, but I mean, Jesus Christ, to me, uh, most iconic person there, my, I think, was Ralph Macchio. Like I grew up with Ralph Macchio. He's bigger than he ever was. He raised me. I could go on about the Outsiders. I could go on about the first Karate Kid. I could go on. My cousin Vinny. And someone came up to me after I have my tea. So afterwards, I get the tea. It's almost two a.m. I like to do a little round. I like to see how the people are buzzing in the lobby bar. So I go in and I get my tea. And the lady's so sweet. Gives me my tea. She was at the hotel this weekend. And um, I'm waiting for my water. And some lady bum rushes me. Some other lady's like, what's up, Jamie? Blah, blah, blah. Like right there. And I'm like, yo, man. She kind of looked like Daniel LaRusso's mom, actually. She was like, what? Jamie, are you good? Are you having a good convention? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. She's like, are you sure? I like right there. It's like 1.51 in the morning. And I'm like, lady. Like another lady came up to me as a ghoul. It was really funny. She was sweet. But she was like, hi, Jamie. She was like all ghouled out. So... She comes up to me and she's like, I'm working with Ralph Macchio. Uh, he wants to say hi to you or come to his table or something like that. Right? Because people are so busy, it's hard to get see people. I'm like, Ralph Macchio is like one, like one of my idols. You know what I mean? Like he's someone who shaped me when I was 13 years old. I would watch him or 12 years old. I mean, he bandanas, the whole fucking outsiders, the stool for Johnny. Like that is, he is a part of my DNA. So I'm like, fuck, yeah, I would love to meet Ralph. Never really met him and stuff. So she makes me believe that Ralph, 
either wanted to meet me or I should meet him or something. And somehow she was working with him. I thought she was at his table, but she probably wasn't his age. And she was maybe like a friend of the volunteer or a volunteer. But I didn't even get that fact that she was a volunteer. Like what you have is your purse, your agent gets you the gig. Then your close person is the person who's doing your sales. And then there's usually a volunteer who's helping with the line or pictures. But it's usually like your person, like Matt has uh one person that's helping with sales, another person that's helping with pictures, and then maybe a volunteer working the line. So he's got like two or three people because his lines are so big. So I'm like, maybe I was getting the vibe through the conversation that maybe this lady was more of like, even not even a volunteer, like a friend of a volunteer. I don't know. So I'm like, okay, I would love to meet Ralph. Like, let's tell me what room he's in. I'll come to him. I don't want to, I don't want to bother him. You know, I want to make it easy. I go drink my tea. I watch YouTube and I fall asleep. I get up in the morning, some guy, I'm about to go down, and some guy's fucking holding the elevator. I get on the elevator, and it's fucking really long. I'm like, what's going on, man? Like, let's fucking go. This guy's like, I'm sorry, one second, one second, one second. He's holding the elevator. I come late for my table, and I'm like, people are there. And sure enough, he's holding it, and somebody gets on, and it's Ralph. And Ralph's on the elevator with me. I'm like, this is like, you know, this is my life. This is kismet, right? Like, it's supposed to happen. And so, I'm there, and Ralph's standing there, and like, the elevator's going like seven, six, and I'm like, I'm like I gotta say something. Because like, I think I'm supposed to meet. So, I'm like... Hey, Ralph, how you doing? Jamie Kennedy, man. Just want to say, you know, I love you, my friend. He's like, oh, hey, Jamie, how you doing, man? Good to see you. You having a good con? And I was like, yeah, I'm having a good con. And I'm like, how about you? He's like, yeah, it's been great. And um, he had a mask on. I didn't have a mask on. His guy had a mask on. And uh, elevator door opens. I'm like, see you. He's like, all right, see you later, Jamie. I'm like, I'll see you, Ralph. It was a very nice, pleasant exchange. And he left. And I wasn't going to bother him. There's nothing else I was going to bother him about because... He was just going about his day, start his day. And he definitely, you know, I probably felt like, hey, he wants his space. He has a mask on and stuff. But that was completely different than what was sold to me at the bar by some lady who claims that she works with Ralph. And I'm so glad that I didn't do anything. Like, I wouldn't have done anything more. I just wanted to be like, hey, man, just, you know, I might have talked to him a little bit more or say, hey, let's get a photo. Because I geek out, too, you know. I felt as he was like, thank you, good to meet you. He was very cool. And then, he, but he was like, boom, he was, he was going to go. And he had a, a big day ahead of him. So was that an awkward moment? No. But was it, I, I had a thought that this lady was like, Ralph wants to talk to you. So somewhere there was a miscommunication that this lady's making up shit or maybe made that up. And to get closer to me, knew that I liked Ralph. And so said, hey, Ralph wants to meet you, and then she fucking, so my brain, I'm in the elevator with Ralph, I'm like, oh, that's my buddy, and then, you know, I was like, and he was like, hey, what's up? So I was like, okay, well, I wasn't going to bother him after that. Do you see what I'm saying? So then as I'm walking to grab a fucking, get my coffee before I go on to my table, I have my own obsessions. And this, this is before I even get to my coffee, before I get to the table. I have that oftentimes, you know, like I'll... I'll leave a panel, I'll see the next panel, I'll see an actress or something, we'll hug, and I'm like, oh god, did I hug her too hard? Like, am I allowed to do that? She hugged me, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's fucking crazy out there. It's crazy in here. <sighs> but at the end of the day, all I can do is be transparent. Be transparent, share with you my thoughts, don't judge me, but if you do, offer some help. Love you guys, it's incredible to be able to do what we do. Hopefully I didn't ramble too long. I'm going to keep doing these. I love them, man. Let's do it. Let's stay together. I appreciate you. Go to my website, jamiekennedy.com. You're going to see all the fucking places I'm going. Stay cool, man. Much love to you. Peace.